Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive, transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. Can you believe it's mid-May? It's hard to believe that this is the start of our 10th week under a stay-at-home order. It's another Monday, and I don't know about you, but I've been just really trying to take things week to week, sometimes day by day, sometimes hour by hour. This is an interesting week for us because my daughter is a high school senior, and today is her last day of school. So it's sort of anticlimactic, not having a big graduation, not being with her friends, um, not having a lot of those milestones. And on top of that, we found out that probably her college is going to be online in the fall. So I was thinking about how, you know, the theme of the show is imperfection. And as as far as um, imperfect plans go, this year sort of takes the cake. I think it's safe to say that nothing has gone as planned for any of us. And it's interesting because I think, you know, one of the things that my guest last week said was, you know, that grief, the worst grief is actually your own. And that grief can come in all different forms. And so one of the things I've been talking about with my daughter is that, you know, she is feeling some grief and loss, a loss of, you know, what she wanted things to be like. Um, And we were just talking about, you know, she made a comment like, oh, I just feel bad though, even feeling bad. And so we were having a conversation just about how, you know, you have to allow yourself to feel and process and everyone, I mean, there's not one person right now who has had plans shattered. Um, Some of us have been impacted more than others. There are people really suffering financially. There are people that are hungry. There are so many needs that are unmet, but at the end of the day, you know, we're all feeling grief and loss. And so we were just talking about how the best thing that we can do is to just allow ourselves to feel that completely and process it so that we can move through it into hope. And today I just woke up feeling like, yes, it's a Monday. Yes, it's the 10th Monday. Um, Things feel a little bit challenging right now, or a lot challenging to be honest, but I woke up feeling hopeful and just trying to decide that this week, I'm just going to allow myself to feel it all and hopefully be an example to my kids to allow them to feel it all so that we can actually move through those feelings and get to a place where we are creating some positive action around it. Um, My daughter yesterday, you know, Saturday, she was feeling really sad. And yesterday she woke up and she's like, you know what, I'm going to make tie dye shirts for all my friends and iron on their college logos on them. So she spent all day doing that and making the friendship bracelets and then went around and dropped them off on their doorsteps. And it was so fun to see her at such a young age, take that anxiety and sadness that she was feeling and actually turn it into a positive action for someone else. And I could tell that she felt better also. So I hope that gives you some food for thought today. I'm really excited about my guest today. It's actually my fourth 
New Yorker on the show. It's been so fun to reach just across the coast. Um, and so today, my special guest is Hannah Corbin, a rock star Peloton instructor and Northwest native. And she's dedicated to just helping people live their best lives. And her encouraging style and the way that she just really brings it to people and encourages them to start where they're at and makes fitness and, and health just seem more attainable is amazing. So I'm so glad she's here. And Hannah, welcome to Imperfection Wins. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And I know, you know, we had a short prep call last week and I know you have so much to share with us. But before we jump into all your words of wisdom, will you just tell everyone just a little bit about you? Sure thing. Well, I am a Northwest native, born and raised in Portland, Oregon. And I've been out in New York City for a while. And along the way, I started working for this phenomenal company called Peloton. And that's been my life for the last six years. And uh, my day-to-day -day is just celebrating in sweat and encouraging other people to treat their body like it belongs to someone they love. So tell me, I'm so curious about how you started in the Northwest and ended up in New York. How did you end up in New York? I know. Well, I have been a dancer my whole life and my parents and I would take some trips when I was in high school during the summer to come out here and explore. And my parents were big fans as well. And then eventually it just called my name and I knew I was meant to be in New York City and I made the move I made the jump I didn't know anyone out here and the funniest thing is is that most of my friends in New York are from Oregon or Washington <gasps> but we met in New York City oh my gosh that's so crazy isn't that funny I think is it the Northwest that vibe yeah, it's that energy. It's the, and I think we all, you know, we're in this concrete jungle, but we all crave the same elements that we grew up with. Yeah. And my whole family's in Oregon. So I, I go out quite often and, you know, my Peloton uh, swag is always being sent out to my dad and he wears it proudly. I love uh, it. Yeah. That's so fun. And so how long have you been working with Peloton? I've been there for six years. Okay. Which is, I was one of the founding instructors. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I don't know how exactly how long it's been around, but I know, I mean, we've had a Peloton for about a year and a half um, and it has been life-changing for us. And I've, since that time have had, had seen it sort of sweep through our, um, you know, our friend group, I, it's, I think with this stay home order, it's probably gone crazy because everyone is at home and needs some sort of outlet. So I think it's really amazing. Um, it's just an amazing concept and it's been an amazing addition to our house. And actually now that my kids are home, they're both actually doing it too. So there's four of us that are on the Peloton and it's, um, it's just a super great outlet. It's amazing. I love when families get to sweat together. I have a lot of families who will sweat in different states or different households too, and they'll make a point to be on the same ride uh, so they can high five one another and still participate. Yeah. But I think one of the most fascinating parts will be 
the kids, the, even younger than your kids who are now watching their parents enjoy working out mm. instead of just knowing that they begrudgingly went to, you know, the quote unquote gym and did something and came back, but they didn't really want to. That's such so a I think it'll, point. yeah, it'll be really interesting to see the next generation be really proud of treating their body like it belongs to someone they love. Yeah. I know that's one of the things you say over and over. And I want to dig into that more because I think that that's such a important statement and it's so in line with a lot of the other things we talk about on the show. Um, and one of the things before we, before we go there, I'm just curious for you. So, um, everyone I'm sure wants to know, and every guest I have on right now is sharing, how are things going right now for you during this COVID time? And how has it changed the way that you teach, the way that you interact? Because I know you have a massive following on social media. And I know when I do the rides, there are usually lots of people in the room with you. So just talk to me a little bit about professionally how it's going under COVID and then maybe even just share a little bit personally. The lucky thing is that for many years, we do often have a live in-studio audience, but simultaneously throughout the week, we film without anyone in there. So we're pretty used to having the energy come from ourselves and not mm -hmm. someone else. But it is interesting how some of the sentiments that I would say regularly on, you know, any other Monday pre-COVID are now just heard differently. The patience for your body and giving your, yourself a moment to just realize that anxiety is just a visitor and to let it come and go, I think just register on a different level as we're all surrounded by a little bit of madness. But I love just the appreciation and the community of Peloton is so wonderful that even when I'm in a room by myself, I can feel the energy of that whole community behind me. And it really makes it even more exciting on my end. It's amazing. I mean, just the energy that like, and I think most of the instructors, I do feel this from them, but the amount of energy that you bring and like your smile and you make it look, I know it's not easy, but you make it look so pleasant and easy. And it sort of keeps you going, you know, in the midst of those hard rides. Cause I definitely, um, I used to be a big runner and I can't really run. My body just doesn't respond well to running anymore in my mid forties. And so the Peloton sort of gives me that same intensity and that same lift, but, but I've, um, in the past, I've sort of like always said, mm, bike riding's really hard for me, like for whatever reason, I don't know if I have short legs or what it is, but it's actually really challenging for me. And so okay. I, when we first got the Peloton, I started just with like, Oh, a 15 minute ride. Okay. And then a 20 minute ride. And then, you know, now 30 minute to 45 minute and the energy that you bring as an instructor is so positive and encouraging. And you can feel, even though we're on just a screen with each other, you're right. I get what you're saying. You can feel an energy exchange. It's like really interesting just um, and I think right now we're finding that out even through like using zoom and things, just seeing a person face to face, there is still, it's not the same maybe as being able to be with someone, um, next to them, but there is an energy exchange. So, um, that's awesome. And yeah, go ahead. 
It, well, it's so magical to watch that whirlwind of sweat, what you're talking about. It can be really overwhelming in the beginning when your brain and body are trying to communicate and trying to stay calm while your heart rate's in your throat. But, you know, especially during this time, it's so nice to let that wave of sweat, that whirlwind of sweat yeah. just rush over you like a wave of calm so that you can just leave it with clear mind. I mean, yeah. half of the time, if I can find a shred of sanity through a bucket of sweat, I feel like I've done it right. Absolutely. I love that. And so what would you say is maybe a couple, one or two of the blessings that have come out of this time for you? I've really enjoyed watching people step back and give themselves some patience mm. because we're so eager to rush through it all. And especially with the bike, there's a lot of expectations, you know, for our, our poor little bodies that just need a moment. Uh, but I feel like more so right now, we're taking time for the extras on top of not just riding, but, you know, we're stretching and we're, we're taking that downtime uh, and celebrating ourselves in sweat instead of treating the workout like a punishment. Yeah. I love that. I actually want to talk about that. We're going to take a really short break, but when we come back, I would love to talk about your philosophy on teaching and balance and loving your body where it's at and patience and all of those things, because I think that it, it right now, I think we need that message more than ever. Um, and so we'll take a quick break. Everyone, you are listening to the Imperfection Wins show on KKNW 1150, and we'll be right back. This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the greater east side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration. Okay, everyone, I want to talk about one of my favorite local small businesses, Plant Life Meals. Plant Life Meals serves fresh, never frozen, delicious, and ready-to-eat plant-based meals to our community. I've been ordering from them for about six weeks now, and I'm telling you, the food is great. And it's been so helpful for me to have a healthy, high-protein meal ready to go for lunch, or really any meal. My favorite has to be the lasagna and those little protein bites are the perfect treat to keep my sweet tooth tamed. And did you know that eating more plant-based foods is one of the best ways we can have a positive impact on the environment? The owners, Liz and David, are building this business straight from their hearts and making a big impact on our community, one meal at a time. Please go check out plantlifemeals.com and try it out. You will feel great, not only about what you're putting in your body and how you're helping our community, but also what you're doing for our environment. So let's help this small business rise up during this time of struggle. Again, that's plantlifemeals.com. 
Organic, free-range, and fresh daily. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Hannah Corbin, Peloton instructor and amazing encourager, and she's just going to drop some really great positivity and wisdom for us on this Monday quarantine morning. So Hannah, I was just saying, you know, before we left, we were talking about this complicated time and just how much I love your encouraging energy and style. And some of the things that, um, I've noticed um, is, you know, during this time, you have been really great at sharing with people, like sharing a little bit of your life. You've been on Instagram live, you've um, filmed yourself in the kitchen. And I just, I think it's really amazing that you're willing to share and allow people to get to know you. So um, tell me just a little bit about that decision. Was that something that you decided to do um, to give people sort of a lift through this time? Definitely. It's a, you know, social media is a funny thing, inviting someone into your home and that intimacy, but uh, it's nice to, to share a little bit of the home that I've created with my husband that I enjoy so much. And if yeah. that can lift anyone's day, it's worth sharing. Well, it's cool because I think it also, um, makes you it, like, it brings a level of humanity, right. To like a lot of people probably take your classes and it's, um, maybe aspirational and inspirational, right. But it seems like you're this, um, like really in shape, amazing person who does these rides and has boundless energy. And I think people probably start to forget that you're all people too. And you have these lives um, and you're being impacted by this in different ways. And you have lives outside of Peloton. And I think I love it when people on social media share parts of their lives um, that aren't necessarily directly related to what they're career is, but it's more of a personal look. I think that that's really, I'm trying to get better about that. I get, I'm a little bit skittish to be honest. I'm kind of new at the social media game, but I have, I have noticed that when I do put myself out there and do stories or whatever, that, um, I get a great response. I think people just want the reality. Definitely. It's so easy to try and craft it into this perfect box, but yes. well, you would know better than anyone. The imperfections <laughs> are the best part. And so, you know, showing the weird kind of wonderful that we are is yes. my favorite part. Oh, I love it. The weird, wonderful. That's so perfect. Well, <sighs> speaking of weird, wonderful. Um, so you have a sort of tagline that you post a lot and you talk about a lot, and that is um, that we need to be treating our bodies like they belong to someone we love. And I talk on the show a lot about, you know, self-care, which is a term that gets thrown around a lot, self-love, but the way that you, like that tagline for me, it almost brings like a visual. Um, and I think sometimes we're so much nicer to other people than we are to ourselves or to our own bodies. And so tell me what that is rooted in for you. Why is that so important? And, and what are some of the ways that you help people sort of bring that philosophy to life? So much of that for me is so that we're giving the world the best of us instead of just what's left of us mm -hmm. instead of operating on that empty tank. But a lot of 
the, you know, treating your body like it belongs to someone you love. I say it so often because I really mean it. You know, there was a time where we were too tired, too injured, too old, too blah, too anxious, too whatever. And to remember in those moments that, you know, you're none of those things right now. It's not that you have to, but you are able to do this and celebrate yourself in sweat. So for that, for the whole mantra, I guess you could call it, is that I want you to eat the way you want to feel. I want people to hydrate more than they are now, to celebrate themselves in sweat, and to step back and show your tired, hardworking muscles some love on and off the bike. Mm. And you were you said something earlier in the show before our first break about um, how kids right now, you know, when they're watching their parents work out at home, whether it's Peloton or going for a walk or lifting weights or whatever it is, how they're seeing the um, it's right in front of them versus like a parent sort of like throwing on workout clothes, maybe being tired or resisting going and jumping in the car. And then they, they aren't sure what's happening at the gym. And I was thinking about, you know, you talking about how, um, not looking at exercise as a punishment, but actually celebrating that our bodies can do what they do. And, and really whatever that means for each individual person, is that, where did you where, where, what's that rooted in? Like, did you, have you always felt that way or did that develop over time for you? It certainly evolved for me. I think it comes from me having to be patient with my own body. Mm -hmm. I, I'm very hypermobile and with that comes a lot of pain on and off. I, I have an autoimmune disease that I have to be patient with. You know, it's just recognizing my own limits and working within them. And then also, you know, not that I'm treacherously old but as we age it's so important especially for me now to meet my body where it is now not how it felt six years ago and not how I want it to feel six months from now but when I actually tune in breathe deeply and you know treat my body like it belongs to someone that I love it responds in such a better manner <laughs> yeah it's really it is really hard I'm in my mid-40s and when you were talking to me on our prep call about like focusing on being present, which is such a thing right now, like, like trying to be present in all these different areas of our life. And I really do think that's probably the key to like deep joy is being able to be present and not worrying or getting stuck in the past or worrying about what the future is going to look like. And so thinking about it, in what, in the context of what you just said, like I think of myself and it's hard sometimes to be patient with your body. You're right. As you're aging. And I know for me, my body and my workouts need to be different now in my mid forties. And I do feel like there have been times where I've gotten, um, I don't not fixated, but just spent probably too much energy thinking about what was, like thinking about how I wish that I could still go and run, you know, and I was never a massive runner, but like my favorite thing to do was to go out and run, you know, three miles and it's such a fast workout and it always made me feel great. And my body always responded. And now it's not, it's just not available to me. And as much as I've like tried to force it and ended up, you know, with a small injury or, you know, sore knees or whatever, um, 
you're right. I mean, it's hard as you age to be present and appreciative of what your body can do today and not think about what you used to be able to do. And I'm trying, I think Peloton's actually really helped me. Yeah. That constant trying to get back to something always feels like an obstacle. But then when we realize that we don't have to get back to anything, we can now just create this new level of greatness. Then that obstacle feels like an opportunity. And it's just reframing it in the mind, which maybe takes a second. You know, I joke a lot on the bike. I say, you know, your body's not Amazon Prime. It's not going to show up in two days. Yeah, just the the patience. And then, you know, people really seem to register with that one in a in an age of delivery. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, taking out those expectations and making a little room to surprise ourselves or when the, the best moments happen. Yeah. And it's interesting because I have, I think I hear a lot and there's a lot of posting about it on social media right now about, um, I think actually people being sort of hard on themselves about this time and talking about, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm gaining the Corona, you know, 15 or I'm doing this or I'm, and so I think there's a lot of, um, resistance going on too. And I'm curious from your perspective, and you've seen so many people probably starting at all different fitness levels, what advice would you give to anyone, to those of us that do sometimes face that resistance in the face of, you know, exercise? Like I sometimes, you know, I think like as humans, why do we do things we don't want to do? Like why, like I, you know, when you talk about eating the way you want to feel, I want to feel great. I know what that means for me and how I should be eating. Why is it so hard sometimes to do that? So I'm curious if you have any um, advice on resistance and where to start. I'm giggling to myself because sometimes I'll say, (laughs) you know, eat the way you want to feel. And my husband turned to me once and he's like, well, what if I want to feel like pizza? (laughs) Well, then follow your heart. But, um, you know, I think a lot of it is realizing that we can step back and measure success, not by how many things we're doing and accomplishing, but by how much fun we're having. And in those moments where it just doesn't feel fun to not force it and to pivot. And that's when, you know, you reach that territory of obstacle to opportunity when you just, it doesn't have to be a big 180. It could be a sidestep that then allows a fresh path in front of you. But I think we, especially right now, I've noticed a lot of people around me, I actually haven't felt like this and I'm very uh, happy about it, but feel like they really need to be doing a lot right now. And Mm -hmm. I keep getting this question of, how are you keeping busy? And I finally stopped when the you know, eighth person asked me that. And I was like, you know, I'm always busy. I am taking some downtime and just allowing my body to process, my mind to calm down and trying to unwind and release and melt into that new state of calm has been really great for body, mind and soul. Mm. I love that. You know, and I, I actually just, um, I posted something a few days ago about this whole idea of more during this time. And the response was pretty amazing. Um, I think it, it like really hit to the heart of it. And I just used my own perspective. I mean, when this whole thing started, 
I've said before on the show, I, I'm a doer, I'm a fixer. I am an action taker. I'm busy. Um, and I can force a lot of things <laughs> to happen. And so I, the first two weeks was like, I'm so strong. I'm going to like organize my house and I'm going to do this and I'm going to be in the best shape and I'm going to do all. I'm just and everything was like more and more and more. And of course, after two weeks, when it was clear that this was going to go on, I completely crashed and burned. And since then I've, it's been like, it's sort of, I think of it as like, everything has been sort of um, deconstructed and now like slowly things will start to be reconstructed. But I think you're right that that slowdown and sort of release, and especially the part that you mentioned about allowing your brain to calm down um, and leaning into that, I think is, um, it can be challenging, especially if we're still kind of, I think, hanging on to expectations or ideas of what it's going to be like, um, or what it was like. But I think mm -hmm. it's the key. I think it's the key to making it through this and coming out the other side. Well, strangely, this is the easiest time in one way to do less because normally it's the outside factors of, you know, you see this person is doing so much and wow, they're out having such a blast at this place and they're traveling and they're going everywhere and everyone's in the same boat right now. Yeah. No one's doing anything yeah. thrilling across the globe. So it, it's kind of nice to be like, okay, we're all, we're all sitting. We're all staring at the wall a little bit <laughs> in the best of ways. Uh, so so having that, that angst, that layer of angst that's maybe normally there, kind of realizing that there's no need for it right now. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I realized, and part of the reason I wrote the post is that I realized that the reason that I was feeling anxious was it actually was my own expectations. It was like my own expectations of how I needed to use this time instead of like resting and recharging and, you know, reflecting. Um, I had created these expectations of what this time needed to be like. And those were the things that were stressing me out. And so I had to take responsibility for that and be like, mm-mm. I bring that up in my pick-me-up rides a lot. It's a monthly ride that I do about picking yourself up and elevating your mood. And in that one, I say a lot, you know, I have to ask myself, and is this situation stressful or am I bringing stress to the situation? And oftentimes it's me. <laughs> you know, yes. I'm bringing the energy in my own head and making things more complicated than they need to be. And then when I take off that layer of, myself standing in my own way, then I'm having a grand old time. But until then, you know, it seems a little bit, ugh. but you know, once I remove that layer of why am I coming at it with such like, uh, we'll call it pizzazz for now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, once, once I take off that layer of quote unquote pizzazz, it, it's a much better situation for all oh, around. I, I love the positivity of using the word pizzazz. I'm going to um, remind my husband of that. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm not emotional. I'm just bringing some pizzazz to the situation, but you're right. right. I, it's totally <laughs> what we bring to it. And I, I mean, I've learned a lot about myself through this whole thing, but certainly that is one of the biggest things for me is just the slowdown has helped me start to really zero in and think about 
the energy I'm bringing um, and what the expectations I'm putting out there. And um, it's, it's, it feels like hard work, but you're right. When you break through that, it's actually pretty simple. Like things become so much more simple when we remove our own pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> pizzazz, the new sassy. I like it. The new sassy. So, um, so Hannah, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you focus on, because I know that there are some, like you mentioned them earlier when you were sort of talking about, you know, eat like you want to feel. Um, so there's a, I know there, there are the Peloton rides that you do. I know there are um, dance classes now that you're doing on Peloton. There's a lot of different opportunities for people to learn from you. Um, but one of the big things that you focus on is stretching. And so that is something speaking from, um, someone who struggles to make the time to stretch. I think it is, um, I've noticed that that is a really big focus for you. So I really want to talk about, um, the stretching, the, just the whole, um, idea around physical movement, and even just have you share a little bit more with us around when you're talking about, um, you know, eating us, eating the way we want to feel, um, what are, how, what does that mean? And I know you have some like very, like some challenges around drinking water and different things that you do to help people find a place um, to start, you know, and even I always talk about on the show, how small action is still action and small movement is still movement. So um, let's take our last quick break and we come back. I want to talk about all of those things and then make sure people know how they can connect with you. All right, everyone, it's time for our second small business highlight. You know, this is a hard time for so many small local businesses. And now more than ever, they need our support. And one of my favorite places to hang out is Belden Cafe in Bellevue. Now, during normal times, I have most of my meetings outside of the office there. I do work there. I love to walk there with a friend and sit and enjoy their amazing coffee and food. But one of the reasons I love Belden so much is that they set themselves apart from other coffee shops by being incredibly community focused. The owner Claire has very intentionally partnered with several nonprofits. She creates special drinks for them and gives a portion of the proceeds to them. She promotes them on social media. She often donates pastries and financially to other nonprofits in the area. And recently she actually started partnering with a local flower farmer whose business essentially stopped due to COVID-19. So Claire started bringing in the farmer's flowers and selling them on Fridays and Saturdays. They are so beautiful. She's selling out most weeks. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do during this quarantine is just go grab some flowers for loved ones and have a killer cup of coffee. Now I know in Seattle, you have choices when it comes to coffee, but please go give Belden a shot. You will not be disappointed. They're doing online ordering and curbside pickup right now. And I just know, you know, from the beautiful relaxed vibe in the store to the homemade nut milks and avocado toast, I know you'll love it. Just go check them out at beldingcafe.com and swing by for an awesome cup of coffee and just a great community experience. Again, that's beldingcafe.com. Hey everybody, it's me, Sam. Many of you know that one of my greatest joys in life is handing out small, 
perfectly imperfect wooden hearts. That's right, I said perfectly imperfect. These are the words that came to mind when I held one of these handmade hearts in my hand for the first time. These beautifully crafted, imperfect hearts are made by my friend Gary. Fate brought us together and ordering hearts from him and giving them to anyone who needs one has been a joyful part of my journey. The hearts serve as a physical reminder that things don't need to be perfect to be meaningful. Check out my website, samwilling.com forward slash imperfect hearts for the whole heart story to place an order or make a donation. 100% of the proceeds go towards the mission. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com. On the path to good health and well-being? Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Hannah Corbin, Peloton instructor and just amazing woman. And I'm so happy that you're here, Hannah. And I, I feel like um, it, this is just really good timing for this show because you're sharing a lot of encouragement with us. And also one of the things that I really focus a lot on in the show is grace. And I feel like you're really um, helping people maybe find some grace in the whole fitness journey. So thank you for that. Um, so Hannah, let's talk about, I know there are some very specific things when you are talking about us loving our bodies, like they belong to someone we love. I know there are some very specific things that you encourage people to do, you know, like the stretching, like physical movement, like drinking water. Um, will you just walk me through some of the things that you believe are really important for people in their um, maybe well-being journey? And, um, and then help me understand and other people understand, like if you could start with one thing today, if you are just home and you are, have not been feeling great and you had the energy to do one thing today, what would, what would you want people to do? So maybe start with just telling us about your whole philosophy on whole person well-being. Well, you hit the nail on the head in that I love stretching. <laughs> I love recovery. I love length. And I think it's really because it's that balance of if you're going to go in on the cardio side and, you know, the muscular side, then you have to turn the cards and show those tired, hardworking muscles some love on the flip side. Otherwise, they're just going to build up anger behind them. So a lot of this stretching and foam rolling, both of which I teach at Peloton, are about aging gracefully and recovering lost length, which is pretty much my main goal. <laughs> but I've found over the years that a lot of those muscles that I'll roll out and stretch, you know, once I do, there's emotion, there's that angst that I've been talking about kind of just in the muscles because they're so used to being angry that they don't want to give up their ground. And as soon as you encourage them to just that tension to melt away. And I always talk about it trickling down the spine and just watching it fade into the peripheral and watching it fade into the background. And uh, as the muscles find the length, you know, the, the mind seems to calm as well. 
It's so interesting because I was listening to a short or watching a short Instagram live um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was a woman who um, was a doctor who specializes in um, muscular. Um, and she made a comment. She said, you know, I always say that issue, your issues are in your tissues. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, and so, so you do classes, um, stretching classes, and are there, do you focus on specific areas of the body? Are there areas of the body that we tend to ignore in our stretching? So many. I mean, I think a lot of us kind of don't know what we're doing with stretching, mm -hmm. like so many other things. And so we'll do it for a little bit, but we never really reap the benefit if we don't, you know, do it correctly or do it long enough. So... I like to be there to guide so that you can actually get the benefit. And then once you, you know, do it correctly, even just one time, you kind of get hooked because you realize what it's like to feel better. And once you feel better, you know, you constantly want that to be your norm. So it's nice. I break up the stretches and the foam rolling, some by body part, uh, you know, with a lot of the cycling and running and boot camp that we do at Peloton the hips and the low back get especially tight, but that's really for everyone, whether you're cycling or sitting, it's all kind of the same plane of motion. So it's, it's nice to open up the hips to not just stay in this forward position where we're typing, cycling, whatever it is, but to open up the chest and back. So I have, you know, lower body stretches, upper body stretches, uh, the foam rolling that's broken up, whether it's calves, hamstrings, chest and back, it's, it's so fun to be able to offer all of it because it's helped me so much in my life. So I like to be able to give that option for people who want to find that length. And like I said, age gracefully. It's interesting because I have a foam roller and, um, and, and I, but yet I'm, and I love yoga, but yeah, I will say I'm someone who, um, like when I think of stretching, I consider myself to have stretched. If I do like 30 seconds, you know, quick, quick quad stretch, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm done. I stretched, you know, and it's interesting because when I, um, first started foam rolling, I, at first was like, oh, this is okay. This isn't so bad. And then I watched one of your, um, classes and I realized that the reason it wasn't so bad and painful was that I was going really <laughs> fast and I wasn't actually <laughs> like getting, I really wasn't getting in to the muscle. So it was like, I was just kind of skimming the surface. And so when I did the first one for, um, hips and, um, quads, the foam rolling, I wanted to cry. I could not believe everything that was in there and how painful it was. Um, and it's interesting because then this is my question for you. It hurt bad enough that I, part of my brain, like the part that wants to avoid pain was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that anymore. But I felt better after, like there was a definite difference after. And so when I go it, go to foam roll, I do feel a resistance because part of my brain really doesn't want to do it. And the other part of my brain is like, this is the way to age gracefully, as you said, and this is the way to, you know, get the issues out of my tissues. Um, but it's tough. So mm -hmm. I'm just curious, where would you tell people to start? I always compare 
foam rolling and stretching to getting on the bike for the first time, because if you're not used to being on a tiny saddle, no matter if it's, you know, the Cadillac of saddles or the dollar store version, it's going to feel uncomfortable for a couple of weeks because your body is adapting. It's not, you know, it's used to having a full chair. And so with the foam rolling, it's kind of the same thing. You know, if you do it once every blue moon, it's going to hurt all the time mm. because it's so rare and the body every time is just freaking out and trying to avoid it. And all of those muscles, they just love, you know, the shoulders, once they're used to being in the ears, they love being there. They're used to that. That's their home. And they want to do everything they can to stay there and to protect themselves from having to move. But once, you know, you lean into it, do it regularly and add some breath to it and lean in and stay connected to that breath, then things are like, oh, wait, 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 I actually like this new home. I could stay here a while. And then it starts to become a regular part of the routine and you're no longer wincing and, you know, wanting to run away. <laughs> I know. So I'm like, how long does that take? Okay. So for someone who, if there's someone listening, which I know there are a lot of people listening that either are, are like me and they have attempted to be consistent with foam rolling that, as you said, when you just do something once in a while, it's always going to hurt every time you do it. Um, so, and then there are probably a lot of people who have never tried it, who could really benefit from it and the stretching. So, um, how often for someone that was like right out of the gate, they have a foam roller, how often should they be foam rolling and stretching? And is there a particular um, class that you have done that you would recommend they start with? For the most part, I say as, as often as you're working out is how often you wanna foam roll and stretch. If you're okay. asking your muscles to be put through the ringer, you have to show them a little love on the other side. That being said, you know, if things feel great, skip a day. But what tends to happen is we'll start to foam roll and stretch and then we'll feel better. And then we'll forget why we felt better. It's because we foam rolled and stretched. And so we'll avoid it for a while and then everything comes crumbling down. But, uh, you know, talking about my dad sporting his Peloton gear in Oregon, my dad's in his seventies and I have even crafted some stretches and foam rolling for for him, you know, because what a 20 year old wants to do and what my 74 year old father wants to do are not necessarily the same thing. So, you know, if you're in that demographic, I have a, a seated stretch where you don't have to plop on and off of the ground and all of the stretches are totally doable. Nothing's overzealous. But then, you know, if you're looking for an eye opener, I'd say go right for the quad foam rolling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a love here relationship. <laughs> You might want to punch me for a moment, but okay. then we'll be friends in the end. And so if you do, if you go for the quads, um, how long you think about after about two weeks, it'll start to not hurt as much. Yeah. For most people, yeah. it's, you know, a week to two weeks and it doesn't have to be every day. The, the wonderful thing about Peloton digital and the app is that we have so many different options. So maybe one day it's quads, one day it's glutes, one day it's hamstrings, you know, one day it's just a chest opener. Cause we realized we've been hunching over for two days straight. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I, the body adapts no matter what body part it is. It's more about, uh, you know, staying calm in that 
moment of crazy. Yeah. So the more opportunities you give your muscles to stay calm in a moment where they want to freak out and, you know, yeah. same goes for that pizzazzy part of our brain, uh, then the better it gets. Yeah. That's great advice. And I love the Peloton app. I think it's, um, I mean, I started with the bike and then maybe like six months ago, I started really using the app a lot and I use it every day. I love everything on there. It's so great. And a lot of it is, um, I think people don't realize that they can download the app and have the advantage of all of the classes on there. And what I love is that there is something for everyone. So if you have, I made it a goal for myself to do more yoga. And one of my excuses before was always like, I don't have time to, I don't have time to go to a studio and do hot yoga. And then the whole showering thing is such a production. And so that would like stop me in my tracks. That was my excuse. And so I started doing it actually on the Peloton app at home. And what I loved about it was that I could literally do if I had 20 minutes, I could do a 20 minute class. And then I just started to gradually feel better and better and notice. Um, and it's great for me because I'm someone who a lot of times and things that I'm doing, um, I'm, I'm sort of black and white about it. I'm like in or out. I'm like either doing a hot yoga class for an hour at a studio or nothing, you know, or I'm like uh-huh. on the Peloton. Go big or go home. <laughs> exactly. And that hasn't really served me very well, especially as I age. Right. And so, um, I love just a lot of what you talk about, about kind of starting where you're at and, I think the Peloton app makes that and the bike, but the app makes it so possible because even if you don't have a bike, if you're just, or maybe you don't have a Peloton bike, but you really want to take the classes and, and feel that energy and and get that encouragement, you know, doing a 10 minute stretching class or a 20 minute yoga class, um, or a 10 minute upper body workout, like that's doable. So I feel like it's made fitness really attainable for, for all. Um, and well, it's and the best way to, exactly. And the best way to keep with it is to do a medium effort regularly mm. instead of an intense effort rarely. So it's nice to have those shorter, easy options. Cause you know, sometimes we just have to trick our brain into thinking, Oh, well, I, I only want to do 20 minutes. And then turns out we actually did three 20 minute classes in a row because it was so fun once we got there. Uh, so giving ourselves that opportunity to stop dragging our feet is yes. uh, a wonderful thing. I really like that. Thanks for saying that. I, I think, um, that about medium effort, like it's better to have medium, um, more consistently than like really hard once in a while. And I think that that's something um, for me that has, is helping me age. Um, I don't know if I'm doing it gracefully. I mean, I, I, I ebb and flow with that, right. We do our (laughs) best, but I will say that that has been like in my best moments. Um, you know, I am giving myself grace and finding presence and joy in, you know, a long walk in, you know, workouts at home through the app in 20 minutes of yoga being better than one, you know, 20 minutes of yoga, you know, four days a week being better for me than 
you know, only doing a long class, a really hard long class on, you know, a Saturday, um, once a week, you know, so, um, thanks for saying that. I hope everybody caught that like medium consistent effort is where it's at. It doesn't have to be beating yourself up once in a while. Um, I think that that's really, really good, really good. So we have about five minutes left and I, um, I really want people to know how they can connect with you and follow you. Um, I'd love if you could maybe let us know some of your favorite classes. What are some of the ones that you would recommend people tune into, especially if they need a little lift of positivity right now? Um, and then I also, I know you have a favorite quote, so I'd love to hear your quote as well. Oh, fabulous. Well, connecting is always a fun thing. The beautiful thing about the Peloton community is, you know, they're all over the country and the world. So social media has been such a blessing to connect. And uh, my Instagram is just my full name, Hannah Marie Corbin, you know, given the the full thing. Uh, And on Peloton, you can do a free trial, which is great if you just want to dip your toes in the water and see if it's for you. And as far as classes, I'm, I mean, I'm so proud of all of my classes and I'm, I have an eclectic personality and that really shows in my music because I have everything from 60s music to current hip hop and pop. You know, if you're a country fan, I do a killer country class uh, or whether it's a classic rock and it's, you know, some, some of my favorite artists in there. And then if you're looking for nothing but, you know, positive you need to get out of a funk i have a ride called the pick me up ride which is a fun series that i do that i mentioned earlier that's meant to pick you up and elevate your week because it's never too late to be in a good mood and that one is fun especially if you're in the mood for uh i I call it you know motivational word vomit in the best of ways it's just (laughs) gonna be just coming right at you yeah so like like glitter to the face yeah I love that. We all need a little glitter to our face right now, right? Exactly. And uh, I love that you asked my favorite quote because it's always been, I even have it in my, uh, on my wall in my dining room, but it's the Oregon State motto. It's she flies with her own wings. And that's really led me on all of the paths that I've taken and trying to do it my way and trying to uh, recognize that I, like you, are enough. And, you know, stepping into that room and saying, you know, I'm here, I showed up, I'm worth looking at is how I approach situations and also my rides. I love it. That's such a beautiful um, sentiment to end on. And you are right. We're all enough. And I, it is hard sometimes to feel that way, but I think you've brought so much positivity and encouragement today. And like I said, just made um, exercise feel more attainable. And everyone, I hope that you enjoyed the show and found it encouraging and um, have an idea in your head about maybe one small thing you could do today to move forward in your fitness journey. I know for me, Hannah, I know you always say we need to drink a lot of water. So my focus this week is to get on board and like really start drinking a lot more water. So thank you so I'm much so proud. for being here. It's been such Thank a- you so much for having me. It was great to chat. So fun. And everyone, that is a wrap. I hope you have a great Monday. Have a great week.
I'll be here next week with another special guest. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday.